Prepare for liquid sex personified. It's time to wake up, bitches! Look into my eyes. There is no surprise. Everyone is trying to get my friend right. Yeah! What is up, everyone? Welcome back. Trump killed that Iranian general. Iran bombed us back. No World War III. Oh my god, I'm so excited. And uh, yeah, this is a solo-sode. I'm calling it that because Dom is not here. And I decided to record on my own because he's a busy guy. He can't always, you know, be there for me to make a, an episode. But you know what? I can do this on my own. And I'm going to prove it today. Um, got to thank you guys so much for all the positive reviews uh, on iTunes and Podbean, all that stuff. Um, we're having so much fun doing this, and it's uh, really matters when you like us or share us and review us because it makes it easier for other people to find the pod. So thank you guys so much. Um, so I figure the first thing I want to do is just tell you a little bit about me. I realize everyone listening to this might not know a lot about me, um, so I figured I'd give you a quick bio. Um, but first, before that, uh, New Year's resolutions. Hope some of the listeners are actually doing that. I decided to have willpower and discipline and work out twice a week. Now, I realize we're only 10 days into the new year and I've already missed one day, but I feel good about it. I feel good. I got the after workout recovery drink going. And you know what? Twice a week for someone like me who does not work out is actually going to make a difference. I mean, that's math. Eight times a month, roughly. And... um, I don't know, I feel like that'll actually, it's something attainable to do twice a week. You know, if it was like, I'm going to work out every day or every other day, it's unattainable. So I'm going to set attainable goals. Anyways, uh, who saw that Star Wars movie? I finally saw it. It came out on Christmas, and I was trying to avoid a lot of spoilers online, which was hard to do. So I finally went and saw it last night with my girlfriend, Holly. We had a great time. Oh, by the way, I got to retract something from an earlier episode. Uh, I was bagging on the name of Cheesecake Factory. We got a $25 gift card, and so we went there. We had these, like, avocado spring rolls. Phenomenal. Now, I'm going to talk about Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, so you're going to fast forward to the seven-minute mark. You'll be hearing music at that time. You'll be able to join us if you haven't seen it yet. Be warned. Here we go. So this was it, episode nine. We've come nine movies over the course of, geez, like, what, 40 years? And um, for starters, I despised The Last Jedi. I despised episode eight. I thought that J.B., 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 I thought that J.J. did a phenomenal job with The Force Awakens, introducing Rey, all these new characters, and kind of ushering in this series for a new generation while honoring the people, the characters from the past. Episode eight was a giant pile of dung, and it completely subverted everything I liked about The Force Awakens. So J.J. Abrams with Rise of Skywalker had a real problem. He had to give closure and credence to what is canon, Episode Eight, while still kind of moving forward with whatever he may have originally intended to do with Rey and Finn and Kylo. I thought he did an excellent job. In Episode Eight, when Leia flies through the air after... Kylo blows up that ship, and everyone's like, why is she Mary Poppins flying through? Well, because she had never used her Force powers before, and also just to, like, learn that she had Force powers at that point was a very eye-rollish moment. Well, J.J., in a smart way, without having to spend tons of time doing it, in one scene in Rise of Skywalker, showed Leia and Luke fighting, training, as 
Jedi. And Luke obviously continued on to be the Luke Skywalker we know. But when Leia saw the future of what the Force was going to do, she decided to put her lightsaber down. And I think that was an amazing way to be like, look, okay, Rian Johnson fucked up this whole series in Episode Eight. He made Leia fly through the air. But this is a simple way to, through canon, say, okay, it, it excuse it. So he did a lot of little things that kind of excused what happened in Episode Eight. I felt like. I love that J.J. Abrams did new things, like when Kylo and Rey were fighting across space. Like, you know, Rey would hit something that was on the side of Kylo when it would fall through or kind of onto her side. It was amazing that we saw a new force power, really. Um, so we got to get kind of that those geeky moments, like even more insight into the lore of Star Wars, um, instead of just kind of treading the line in the story all the way to the eventual end, which... Kylo dying, um, Palpatine coming back. I thought it was an amazing uh, risk, and I really commend the writers for making Rey evil, making her lineage Palpatine. Like, that was that was cool. I didn't think they'd have the balls to do it. It also kind of paid off in Episode Eight when Luke said, you went right to it when he was training Rey, and she just went right for the darkness. Um, um, I didn't think that Kylo had to die either. Like, at the end, like he gave her his life essence, and I think that what they could have done is he could have stayed alive and they could have like joined together and balanced the force together because he was a Skywalker. I mean, when Harrison Ford came, uh, when Han came back after Kylo got stabbed by Rey and she healed him, he had a moment where he learned that he was the last Skywalker because he was Leia's son, obviously. So he should have been the last Skywalker. So that was one thing that I guess I'm okay with. I have mixed feelings. Like, it's not the kind of thing that's going to ruin the movie. When Rey, at the end, took the lightsabers and reburied them uh, on, I think it was a Tatooine? I don't know. Where we first met um, Luke all those years ago in episode four. It's a great metaphor for, like, burying the past. And then she had her own lightsaber, which was yellow, which I guess is kind of like the balance of the force. I thought that was was cool. I'm sure fanboys um, and critics... You know, they, they didn't like this movie, I guess. I was looking at Rotten Tomatoes, like some of them didn't didn't like it. But I, it introduced new characters, like that Daft Punk chick on that one planet. I thought she was cool. I mean, it's it, that that little, whatever, that guy who was, like, fixing C-3PO. I thought that was cool. Um, so it was fun. It was funny. It didn't take itself that seriously. I thought, I don't know, I wouldn't say that I thought it was, like, a fitting end uh, to nine films of, to, like, the Star Wars saga that I would have idealized. But it definitely didn't suck. It definitely wasn't bad, you know. Um, it took some real risks. And I thought it was fun. Holly and I in- enjoyed the film. back to me um i am a buffalonian probably like a lot of people listening to this born and raised in western new york and uh always been um a filmmaker probably for half my life now actually i've been doing film and video production i'm a director you can uh, snoop me on imdb went to film school and uh when i was at school did a television show it was kind of like the daily show ish like the new segments of the daily show uh and it was played on campus cable Started a club there for Super Smash Brothers, which still exists today, the University of Buffalo Smash Club. I was the founding member. Me and a couple friends decided to... Uh, we were obs- I'm a gamer. I'm an obsessive gamer. Um, after college, I was like big man on campus, and then I just worked at some computer store and didn't know what I wanted to do. I was making movies on VHS and stuff like that. I'm old. And um, uh, somebody came in who was a local 
the indie film guy, and uh, I sold him a Mac. And I learned all about Macs at this computer job I was working at the time and uh, edited a feature film for him. And then, I mean, that was years and years ago. Since then, um, I'm doing different television shows and uh, been a part of uh, founding the Buffalo Niagara Film Festival, which is now the Niagara Falls International Film Festival. So it's been a big part of my life and identity. Um, The last feature I did, it's on Amazon if you're on Amazon Prime, uh, you can watch it for free. It's called Game Changers. It's a it's a story about two best friends who are ex esports legends, and they want to reca- reclaim their gaming glory in their 30s. So if you want, you can go watch that. Please give it a review, like whatever. Um, and that kind of brings me to where I'm at now. Um, I don't necessarily need to be a film guy anymore, although I do consult in different projects from time to time. And uh, but I don't I don't shepherd my own projects anymore. So I'm just focusing on the pod. You know, I figure everyone's got a podcast. I've been considering it for years. And the one thing uh, I wanted to do is not have to make one every week. I understand that. And I've had people ask me, why don't you do one every week, Rob? People like that. I just can't make that commitment. But I I just wanted to use this as a creative outlet. And uh, Dom, who I do the show with, he has always been... I did a, a television show uh, called Fart Force, fartforce.net, if you want to check it out, with Dom. Um, and we went to college together for film school, known him for a long time. And the thing about Dom is he is always supportive of any creative endeavor you want to do. If, if you're in Dom's inner circle, he'll support you, encourage you. He's got all kinds of connections to uh, televisions, different production people. He can make a lot of things happen. Just a great positive energy. So I'm really lucky. I'm going to be nice to him. I don't know why I don't have to because he's not here. I could just shit all over him. He's a, he's a traitor. He's a traitor because he's not here doing this podcast with me. Anyways, um, speaking of Dom, though, he got us legitimate ads. Like, we're not making a lot of money at all. Uh, I don't believe I didn't look it, but we're making a little bit of money. Anyways, uh, I have to recommend TD Ameritrade. With $0 commissions for online trades, every thousandth customer receives a free hot dog made with bone gas. Check out our new powerful investment tools and our 24-7 support. You're in the right place to become an even smarter investor. Come correct in full effect and have all of your hose in check by visiting td.com slash the waste to get started. We'll make them disappear. Is your sister fat and ugly? Do you not like your coworker? Do you wish a local politician didn't exist? Simply install a VPN, download a Tor browser, and go to 134.66.668.71 for more information. I don't know where Dom's getting these ads. These are weird. Last one. Sorry to put you through this. Babyparts.web. What the hell? Dom. Dom. That last one was a little sketch, but I mean, babyparts.web, seriously. I'm going to look it up. He sent me an email. Uh, How much do these people pay? I'm not reading this. Sponsors, Rob. These are sponsors. There's a bunch of... Oh, my God. I can literally pay my mortgage this month. I'm reading it. I'm sorry. I have to... All right. Uh, babyparts.web. Hey, are you looking to throw baby parts at your coworkers? Stuff baby parts up your ass when no one's around or just eat them? Go to thewaste.com slash babyparts. That's our domain for 15% off your first 10 orders or 10% off your first 15 orders. All right. Uh go there they paid my mortgage for a month anyways um so let's get into it and read some emails from listeners the first one is from dave s uh he says how do you do all those sound effects 
and I read this. I what he means, I'm assuming, is all the sound effects in our episodes. Um, they're not, as anyone could probably deduce, they're done after the fact. We record. I take that recording, and any sensible person would take an audio recording and edit it in sound editing software. Not me. I'm a filmmaker and an editor. I actually bring it into a non-leader editing application, Adobe Premiere, and cut it all up there. Um, all the uh, reads and things like that. So we add those all later. All our drops and reads, um, all the skit stuff like that. I uh, have a lot of experience editing video and editing in Premiere, and so I just edit in that. Yeah, it's other. Also, another thing that takes so long to make an episode is um, most people record and just kind of are able to plop it out. Since we want to do something different and kind of silly and creative and kind of curate episodes more, that's what the turnaround time really slows the turnaround time down. So if you if you want episodes faster, please email thewastepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know. Um, I've heard one person say they want episodes faster, but if we get enough of it, maybe I'll try to turn episodes around around quicker. Um, okay, this next one is from Adam. Uh, that's an actual last name, so I'm not going to read it. Who do you like in November? Uh, I'm assuming this person means political. Uh, I'm left-leaning. I'm not voting for Trump, so anyone that isn't... Look, it's too early. It's too early. There's, what, six, seven people left still running on the Democratic side? Like, maybe three or four viable candidates? Yang, Bernie... When it Talk to me in a couple months, and I might have some kind of interest. It's just too early for me to really really care um we'll do one more and they'll wrap it up because i like to keep episodes short uh episodes short this is just from someone named zerum little x big x little x why do you think people are such dicks on social media that's a i wish i could answer that um i uh i try to be on social media a lot less uh, i'm one of those people who can get dragged into online conversations which turn into arguments which eventually turn into flame wars and uh, so I, I, I've really stopped doing that over the last couple months um, but I think the reason why people are such dicks on social media is because when you're on a computer you're not sitting in front of a person I mean you can, you wouldn't be a dick to someone right to their face if you have to look in their eyes so it's it's anonymity but the the thing is is you can just dump all your anger out and you don't really even feel like it's not personal, you know? And that's one thing that made me realize that I shouldn't have, shouldn't spend a lot of time on social media having these long conversations because even if it's someone I know, you know, I try not to argue with people I don't know, but even if someone I know, like I can just call them up on the phone and talk to them, you know, like why? And then I'm typing and then no, I wait and I check back and they type paragraphs and I type back. Like, what are we doing? Like, why are we giving these social media companies so much attention? I mean, I use them. I use Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff from time to time. But I think there's really kind of been a, uh, a counter movement against social media in the last couple of years, um, just because it's not as fun, entertaining as it used to be. So why do you think people are such dicks on social media? I don't know. I think it's because people are dicks and given the opportunity to be a dick without any consequences, they will be. I mean, you know. Anyways, uh, this has been a solo sode. I uh, might do more of these in the future. I might ask Dom to do a solo sode uh, because I'm going to be editing it. Uh, and this is primarily my baby. So <laughs> so thanks again uh, for listening. I hope you guys have uh, a great janvier. Is that Jan? 
Janvier. That's French for January, I think. And um, yeah, thanks for supporting the podcast. See you later. Be sure to subscribe in iTunes to get new episodes as soon as they're available. Hey, hey.